Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the VanCast. It is me, Thomas Drez, doing this alone again, except I'm not doing it alone. And I'm very excited because today we are going to welcome onto the podcast none other than Canucks captain Bo Horvat. We had a long 25-minute conversation touching on everything from his favorite spots in Vancouver, his favorite top table restaurant. All the Canucks pick top table restaurants when I do this lightning round. I'm, I should probably shorten the question, or not shorten, lengthen the question, make it, what's your favorite top table restaurant? Um, these are all good company men, clearly. And we talked on everything from the Olympics, Olympic participation, uh, vaccines, va- uh, restart plans for this upcoming year, some of the drama that circled the Canucks last season or encircled the Canucks last season, and what his thoughts are on Vancouver's new additions heading into the 2021-22 campaign. It's a really good chat. Hope you'll stick around for it. We'll go to it now. This is our chat on the VanCast with Bo Horvath. Our guest today needs no introduction, but let's give him one anyway. Dad of Gus and Gunner, husband of Holly and the pride of Rodney, Ontario. He's a big game player, the star man named after a star man. Number 53 in your programs, your Vancouver Canucks captain, Bowie William Horvat. Bo, thrilled to have you today. Thrilled to have Gunner, too, in the background. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, no, that's quite the introduction, and Gunner seemed to approve it, too, so... He's calling for me now. Yeah, our podcast's used to having uh, my dog Wallace uh, jump in on occasion. He's a puppy, so he barks sometimes. So no worries about it at all. This is this is par for the course on the Vancast. How's your summer been, bud? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's. I mean, it's really been really good. I mean, Gunner keeps us busy. He's uh, he's a busy guy, and he loves uh, loves spending time with his dad. So he's upset he can't be in the room right now with me and doing this interview, but. Um, yeah, no, it's been great. It's it's kind of refreshing to to be home and uh, you know be with the family and and not have to uh, to worry about uh, anything right now. So um, just enjoying some family time for sure. And you know when you consider uh, Gunner's first year and the way that you know you had him last summer, and immediately you're sent to a bubble in Edmonton for two months, and then with everything that happened last season, all of the restrictions that came with that, the outbreak. Uh, how how much of a blessing has it been to just get some quiet, normal months this summer to be a young dad? Yeah, I mean, it has been refreshing. Um, again, like like you, like you touched on, it definitely hasn't been easy. Gunner's first uh, year being born, um, 
you know, just with the whole bubble thing and, and uh, obviously the outbreak last year and everybody getting it. And, you know, it was, it was scary times and, you know, to, to get home and, you know, we're, our, our family's double vaccinated now. So just to kind of have that, um, you know, a little bit of relief and uh, somewhat normalcy in our lives again definitely is uh, a breath of fresh air. Now, you're, you're going to be heading out west shortly and beginning to hold captain's practices before camp opens. But I want to get your reaction to the changes your team made this offseason. One of the busiest clubs in the NHL, Oliver Ekman Larson, Jason Dickinson, Connor Garland, uh, tons of changes. Alex Edler leaving after 17 years with the club. Uh, how excited are you for this upcoming season? What were your thoughts on all the work that your club has done so far this offseason? No, I thought it was great. Uh, obviously, it sucks to lose guys, but uh, at the same time, I think you know, the guys that we're bringing in and the additions that we made and the signings, I think it's going to you know complement our team really well. Um, they're great players, um, and from what obviously they're, they're from what I've heard, they're great people. I'm looking forward to meeting all of them at camp. Uh, as for Alex, he was kind of there from day one with me. Um, I think he was. I think I'm the well. He he was the last one to be there from day one with me. Uh, mm. Since my first year, and you know it's going to suck seeing him go, but um, you know at the same time I'm excited about uh, our uh, all the additions that we made. One of those additions in particular I want to focus on, and that's Jason Dickinson, uh, an Ontario-based kid, same age group as you, both first-round picks the same year, and you were both rep by Mark Guy before he met the business, now Pat Morris. Uh, so there's got to be a ton of familiarity there. What, what can you tell us about what you know of Jason and, and what your relationship has been like to this point? Yeah, um, you know, I, played against, uh, I played against Jason uh, basically my whole junior career. He played for Guelph. Um, we had great rivalries with them. Um, you know, he would always, we'd kind of always play a face off against each other and play against each other because he was there, one of their top centermen too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I obviously a great hockey player, um, great two way player that, uh, can make plays and, and plays well defensively, you know, kills penalties and he's tough to play against. Uh, I've played against him forever. So, uh, we're excited to have him. What type of a, a, impact can an additional defensive center like Dickinson do for you? I mean, not that you're likely to play a ton with him, although you might, because he's comfortable on the wing too. Uh, not that you're not, just that you're for sure going to play center. Uh, but just in terms of having an extra body capable of handling matchups and maybe making for some normal sledding or more normal sledding for you personally. Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to be, uh, again, huge for not only the whole team, but for me too, to, to, you know, I think he's going to be trusted to be out there against other teams' top lines, and um, you know he's going to, you know, Greener's going to have a lot of trust in him to to play against, you know, the big matchups. So, um, you know, that's kind of my job as well. So to have that, um, you know, in, in in his back pocket as well is going to be uh, big for our group. Speaking of Greener, he was on with us a couple weeks ago and was pretty clear in expressing his view that last season had left a mark on the organization, um, you know, discuss seeking redemption this upcoming year. How do you approach putting everything from last year behind you and sort of help switch the group's focus onto this year? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we can learn from last year. Um, obviously we can't just you know, completely throw it in the rear view, but I think at the same time, you know, I think that's just going to fuel our fire even more to try and prove ourselves this year. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, I think I can continue to keep getting better. Um, I think everybody knows that, you know, we have better in that locker room and, and our top guys need to be our best players. And, and, um, you know, 
I think everybody's got to contribute in in a certain way that is going to help the team win. You know, we can't have any passengers this year, and we want to come out, um, you know, firing on all cylinders right off, right off the hop. And um, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it this year. There's been a lot of talk in this market about, as you said, the best players needing to be the best players, but also about the organization needing to begin to win with this current core group. Uh, about a certain creeping impatience, maybe. Uh, that, you know, some of the players who've been here for a, a longer stretch, yourself included, uh, have to play in big, meaningful games, just like your club did in the bubble in 2020. How much does this season mean to you personally in terms of wanting to see some progress and some Ws? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I've been you know, on the team, this would be my eighth year coming up, which is crazy. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't want to you know, go through the motions in the regular season and, and be done in April. I want to, I want to be playing in the playoffs and, um, it's the best time to play. It's, it's where I find, um, I take my game to the next level and, um, yeah, no, I think we have the team here to, to get there and we just got to go improve it now. I mean, you know, enough's enough and, and, uh, you know, we can talk all we want, but we, at the end of the day, we got to go out there and do it on the ice. All right, Bo, this is where we get into what we call the lightning round, but it's our podcast version of the 40s skate. So this is going to be quick questions, quick answers, luckily no beeps. You ready to go? Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Favorite part about playing in Vancouver? Uh, I mean, the arena and the fans. Hardest part about playing in Vancouver? Uh, I don't even have one. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Vancouver restaurant? Uh, I'd have to go with uh, um, Blue Water. Favorite Vancouver sushi place? Oof. I love the sushi at Blue Water. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Henrik did the twofer as well, so you're oh, yeah, in good company. Perfect. I also That's appreciate good. everyone picking top table restaurants, like company men yeah. through and through. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you own a pair Great. of Blundstones, yes or no? Absolutely. Nice. Favorite outdoor activity in Vancouver? Uh, walk, going for family walks. Um, either through uh, Pacific Spirit or, yeah, just anywhere in Vancouver. It's beautiful. First place you take an out-of-town visitor that's never been here before? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> I like, uh, we, we usually go up to Grouse Mountain. Yeah, nice. Do the grind? Do you take do you take uh, newcomers on the grind? Yeah, I send them up the grind. I don't do it with them. <laughs> <laughs> Best show, film, or documentary you've watched this offseason? Ah. <sighs> I like uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, excellent. Gunner's favorite show, film, or annoying YouTube video that you've watched together uh, this off season? Coco Melon. That's his. Uh, <laughs> that's his kid show. That he's. It's all sing along songs, and that's what he loves to dance to. Nice. Uh, Gus's favorite chew toy currently. Uh, he's got this raw. Um, it's like a bone that he chews every single night. It's pretty annoying because he sleeps with us, but we let him do it. <laughs> Is it like a big antler thing? Uh, no, it's like, I don't even know. It, it's got a flavor to it. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it a Nyla bone? Is it like chicken yeah, broth flavored? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I free, put it in the freezer, by the way, if you want to change it up. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Wallace is teething. He's a big fan of the frozen oh, Nyla bone. Uh, best splurge meal you've enjoyed this off season? Jeez, these are tough questions. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Splurge meal? I don't know. I could always crush a burger and fries. Yeah. Yeah. Best pure athlete among anyone you've played with in your hockey career. And I mean the guy who 
whatever he does, it's just like he'll pick it up immediately and be incredible. Hmm. Jeez, these are tough. I, know, I can't I even know. one hit these. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, I, the the twins were pretty good at pretty much everything except for I I saw them throw football and and uh, baseball, and they weren't great at that, but pretty much everything else they were pretty good at. Best passer among anyone you've ever played with? Henrik Sedin. Best pure goal scorer? Pure goal scorer? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Danny my first year. Uh, I think he had <laughs> redeemed Rabada. Um, right. Yeah, but I think they both had 30 or something like that, so probably those two. Yeah. Well, hardest goalie to score on in practice that you've ever seen? This can be NHL level, but it can also be junior, international, whatever. Uh, a goalie you've seen in practice who's just impossible. Actually, you know what? Demmer. Really? Yeah, Demmer, Demmer and Marky, I say, are my top two for sure. Best all-around person you've encountered in this business? Whew. There's been so many. <laughs> yeah, I can't narrow it down, but I, I always keep going back to the twins. I think they're. Uh, I have a lot of respect for those two, and and you can't uh, you can't say a bad thing about them. Last one here, under the radar NHL defender whose game you can't help but admire when they're checking you. <laughs> oh boy, defender. Yeah, like doesn't get the pub, but you know you're in for a night when you when you see him. Who play like who I play against right now or with? Uh, play against right now, ideally, but with too. With with works as well. Um, I'd have to say. Oh man, these are tough. I know. Jeez, this is supposed to be the it's the forties yeah, skate for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> um, I I'd have to say probably well, Drew Doughty. Yeah, he's a he's a gamer. No question. All right, perfect. Well, let's let's switch gears a bit here. Actually, sorry, before we do that, we're going to throw to a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm back here with Bo Horvat. We're gonna finish off this interview. Get into some get into some real questions here. Some some tougher ones for you, Bo. Um, one of the guys you skate with in the off season in London is Winnipeg Jets defender Dylan Demello. And Demello told my the athletic colleague Murat Atesh a couple of weeks ago that you'd been giving him some positive scouting reports on his new teammate Nate Schmidt. What's your sense on why things didn't work out for Nate in Vancouver, even though he's pretty clearly an excellent defender and and was a well liked guy? Yeah, I mean uh, it's tough to say, but you know Nate or yeah Nate, he was awesome. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a good he's a great player and a great person. Um, obviously, just sometimes things don't work out, and you know obviously wish him all the best in Winnipeg, and um, he's going to do good there. Um, you know, obviously you can't say a bad thing about him. He's he's such a happy-go-lucky guy and uh, great in the room. And, um, you know, they got a good defenseman over there. Uh, have you similarly hit up Dylan for his scouting report on Tucker Pullman? And if so, what have you gleaned? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I talked to him a little bit about him. Um, you know, obviously a big, steady defenseman that uh, plays the game the right way and plays hard. 
um, keeps it simple. And, um, yeah, no, I've heard uh, nothing but great things and looking forward to meeting him and, and seeing what he's got at camp. And one last in from the Dylan DeMello file. <laughs> you guys met Damian Warner this summer, the Canadian flag bearer and gold medalist. Um, while yeah. it's still, while it's still a bit up in the air, meeting Damian and seeing that gold medal up close, did that further cement for you any hope that NHL players will in fact compete at the Olympics this winter in Beijing? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's, it's, it was pretty amazing. Obviously Damien's is just an absolute specimen mm-hmm. himself, like to do all those events and, and win it the way he did. It's just remarkable. Um, to be that good at everything and be the best in the world, best athlete in the world. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. So, I mean, to, to see the gold medal around his neck is, was amazing. And it just makes you, you know, hope that the NHL players can get there and, and do the same. Team Canada's men's Olympic ice hockey team is probably the toughest team to make in the world, like on the planet, not, not all that close. And yet yours is a name that seems to be lingering in contention, certainly on public projections. Some, seven months out from the games. Is it something you can't help but think about? And what would it mean to you to get a chance yeah, to I mean, get on that stage? I mean, even to get my name tossed out there is, is pretty amazing and you know, very humbling. And I mean, to even be considered to be on that roster is, I mean, it would be a dream come true. Obviously it'd be, you know, one of the greatest honors to ever, ever happen um, in my career. And, no, obviously I have to go and improve it and, and and play well this year. And if if that chance happens, I'd be it'd be I'd be over the moon. So uh, it's pretty amazing, and and hopefully, uh, obviously, I get that opportunity. Yeah. Now you mentioned you were double vaxxed, and by the tr- time training camp opens, there's going to be a vaccine mandate in place in this province. Um, your club will also only permit those showing proof of vaccination to watch you play. Now you're Vancouver's NHLPA rep, or still, right? I'm not wrong yep. here. And the PA and the NHL seem to be taking a pretty hard line in incentivizing vaccination. I mean, including no active pursuit of a national interest exemption and uh, the fact that players have been informed that they could be docked pay if they're unavailable for games due to vaccination status. Uh, understanding that discussions are ongoing and you probably have a role to play on play in them and can't say too much here. Uh, what's been the sentiment among NHL players in your orbit? on the league's restart plans as they stand, or at least as we understand them today? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, obviously we're still trying to go, go through them all and, and see what's going to be the, you know, the proper way to go about it. Um, no, obviously it's tough because, um, you know, not everybody wants to get vaccinated and, and, and everybody has their rights. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, we're trying to do what's best for everybody and what's best for, not only the organizations, but, you know, the players individually. Um, so we're just going through the process and hopefully we can uh, come up with something before camp starts and, and we get things rolling here. In early June, Bo, in your community out in Southern Ontario, the Afzal family was killed in an attack that has been described by the local police in Middlesex County as a hate crime. And in response to that incident, you drafted and publicized a statement across your social media platforms uh, and choosing your words very carefully described what occurred as, as an act of terror. Why did you feel it was important to make a statement on that matter? And what went into drafting that statement and choosing the words you did? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was very important. I mean, I think there's there's no place in this world for for stuff like that. And, you know, especially like I'm in, in, an innocent family that was out for a walk and, 
you know, you just it, it kills you, especially it, it hits close to home because I'm from London and you hate mm-hmm. to see that kind of stuff anywhere. But I mean, to happen five minutes away from my house or ten minutes away from my house, it, uh, it definitely hit home. And I thought, you know, I thought I thought it would be best to, to share my message and and you know let everybody aware of it and and obviously give my condolences to to the family and and just you know make people aware about it and and, and talk about it because there's no place in this world for that kind of stuff. You're clearly comfortable speaking your conscience and and doing it in a way that seems relatively rare among NHL players certainly of with your sort of stature and profile. Um and yet, you know, in interacting with you over the years, you you don't seem to be overly political in in your thinking necessarily. But but what motivates you to speak out in instances like this or or some of the other ones that you've uh decided to sort of lend your voice often in response in particular to sort of issues around racial intolerance of course i'm thinking about don cherry in 2019 in the fall of 2019 and and so on and so forth yeah i mean i think you know with my profile and and you know we're somewhat following i don't know if i have a ton of followers (laughs) or whatever but you know i think it's important to to you know let people know my opinion and 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 just have a voice for not only myself but the people and and i just think it's important to share and obviously everybody's gonna have their own opinions but um for the you know for me i i feel that um you know with my platform and and uh and who i am i want to be honest and and uh and help change and help make change around you know around the community around the world and um if i can use my platform to do that i'm going to do so all right but we're going to let you go here uh but with one final question you're up to 73 consecutive non-exhibition games played in empty buildings dating back to March 2020. Um, and now we're almost exactly two months out from the day when the Canucks home opener is scheduled. Uh, fingers crossed, should be well attended and hotly anticipated in this market. How hotly anticipated will it be by you to have a chance to go back and play in an environment with fans in this city? Oh, man. I cannot wait. <laughs> I hope, um, you know, obviously, you know, things, you know, trend in the right direction and, and we're able to have fans. And, um, yeah, no, I can't wait to just be in front of people again and, and, you know, feel what it's like to be an NHL hockey player again, <laughs> uh, to yeah. be honest with you and, and, and play in front of the passionate fans that we have in Vancouver and, um, you know, hopefully, uh, win some hockey games. Perfect. Bo, thank you. Safe travels out west. We'll look forward to seeing you at the rink. Uh, maybe we'll even be in the room. I remember the last time the Canucks opened the room, the media walked in and you greeted them all with, I thought you guys were quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 16 months back. So uh, hopefully hopefully it's normal-ish anyway. Yes, hopefully. Regar- yeah, all the best, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And that does it for Bo. Thank you to Bo Horvat for taking the time to join us. Incredible stuff from a good egg. Uh, smart guy really appreciated him taking the time to talk us through his offseason why it meant so much to him to be a young dad and all of the other hot button topics surrounding Bo in particular and the Canucks as a team this summer and that'll do it for us this has been the August of VanCasts we've had Travis Green we've had Henrik we've had Bo we've done a 64 minute one man mailbag podcast so thank you for enjoying that for listening to us, for sticking around even through the dog days of summer with little Canucks news to really dive into. 
We appreciate it so much, and I appreciate it, especially in the wake of JPAT's departure, to see the VIPs stick around, uh, stick with us, enjoy this space for the nerdiest deep dives possible <laughs> into all things Vancouver Canucks. It means a lot to me, and I thank you for it. I'm going to go away for two or three weeks here, um, and when we come back, we will relaunch with VanCast 2.0. Whole new format, whole new lineup. Uh, we're working on it. We're very close to being ready to tell you what our plans for next season are. I can't wait to share those plans with you. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I hope you keep subscribed and listening to us here at the VanCast at The Athletic and TheAthletic.com.